Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake with myself and BBD as we are almost through the doggy days of August. This week, well, maybe even last week for the Yankees, but it's kind of dog days time. End of August, Labor Day is two weeks away? Yeah. And that's really the start of it. Kids are going back to school and stuff. We're at an interesting pivot point of the baseball season because... What comes back this weekend? College football. What comes back in, now I think, three weekends? NFL, pro football. I even saw something, people tweeting about the NBA schedule. So, for us baseballians, baseballians, excuse me, uh, you know, you kind of forget we control the summer. There's some events. Congrats to the ladies of Spain for winning the, the World Cup. Boing, boing. Team baggage, that's our goal, too. Um, the Little League World Series is going on, which is another nice symbolic ending of summer. I'm, I'm all in on uh, Stella and the Fellas, uh, the team from Tennessee. They have one gal on the team, Stella and the Fellas. I like a good nickname. She's made a couple good catches out in the outfield. Um, so I'm all in on that, and I did think it was interesting, I did go, uh, I think I told you guys, I had a crazy stretch coming up, I mean, we did floorball one weekend, into my fantasy football draft trip the next weekend, into a bachelor party this past weekend, outside of the Maryland, West Virginia area, actually, uh, the Charlestown Races and Casino, which you may have heard and DraftKings ad reads ended up there for a little bit. A river float and a river that didn't river. Uh, that's for another time. But uh, we're heading towards kind of a new phase. Like summer ends. There's a little less base. There's a little less baseball everywhere. Like Saturdays become a different landscape. Uh, same with Sundays too. But man, as of right now, we still have some awesome. Baseball stories that have picked up, especially in that AL West. Uh, oh, and I did have one Little League thing to say. But first, I want to tell everyone to go to that very DraftKings Sportsbook because they are trying to tell you you've waited all year for it. And finally, college football is back. So are the traditions, the tailgates, and great offers from DraftKings. How about it? Two. That's right. $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use code BAKERS. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code BAKERS. Go sign up, guys. Um... It's been a minute. Uh, I kind of took the summer summer away from sports gambling real hard. But, man, when it's football season, there's, there's something to that. The routine of it all. Yeah, it's just, uh, I remember, was it 2020? When did it become legal in New York? Uh, 2021. Because it was illegal. It was legal in New Jersey. It wasn't yeah. New York yet. There was a couple times where I found myself, you know, if we were going to the warehouse or something, I was like, oh, I got to place my bets. Um, now you could do it in New York City. Um, 
I have one comment on the Little League World Series before we talk some of the big boys. Uh, again, bachelor party this weekend. 20 guys in a house. Smelly. Farts. Drinks. Good times. You know, there's a lot of, especially as you get older, there's a lot more highs and lows to a bachelor party. Um, you know, it's not, we don't have Vegas or Miami in the chamber anymore. We, we were out in a mountain house just kind of enjoying each other. And it was the afternoon, and we're looking for something for everyone to watch. And you know what was the big winner? The Little League World Series. Everyone's got that. Like, everyone kind of played. You're, you're kind of instantly rooting for kids or towns, and you got the parents going. So, Little League World Series has that. It's still, it's really not appointment television for me. Um, maybe if Stella and the fellas make a run, I'll get more invested. But I'm pretty deep. In the big boys, and if you haven't heard, the Yankees, L8, their longest losing streak uh, since 1995, pretty good talking Yanks episode with Joe S. McFly filling in, Joe's, he's known as Joe Z, a lot of emotions and letting that out, I do think it was the final nail in the coffin, um, you know, I saw someone tweet out, Nine games out of playoff positions. How many teams this late in the season have done it? There was like a handful, but um, it's uh, it's kind of over. It's kind of over. I uh, it's probably the least vested I've been in games these past week or so, and I don't know. I've kind of looked good at the end of that. Mm-hmm. L eight, man. Sad. I don't know. We kind of try to tell everyone, and I I. I'll walk that back a little bit because nobody knew this was coming. Um, but, you know, we were watching the product for a while, and, man, it's the biggest – one of the biggest fan wins in history was the fans complaining about the team. What was Hal's quote? Where, I'm not sure why the fans are upset. Not sure why the fans were upset. That was June? Yeah. I think that was June, and then they've gone on to play the worst Yankee baseball in, you know, 30 years or so. So – Pretty bizarre, pretty bizarre that the Yanks won't be a part of any of it. Um, So, that can give me more time to go elsewhere. Um, And luckily, we don't have to care about the AL Central. I think the Twins are just going to win it, and it's going to be boring and sad. So, that's fun. The AL West is where things are getting awesome. I had someone tweet at me, you know what, I'm going to pick a random day in the standings. What's a random date in July, BBD? July 8th. July 8th. It's my birthday. July 8th, Texas, 52 and 38. There were two games ahead on Houston. There were seven games up on a 500 Seattle team. <laughs> Let's see if I've got any other, any other good dates. Click the screen and it just started spinning. <laughs> Basically, the point is the Mariners <clears throat> were a 500 team slash below through the All Star break. Even at the trade deadline, they traded away Paul Seawald. Uh, if you remember, the Angels jumped them. Uh, the 49 and 48 Angels had jumped them on July 20th um, around the deadline. 
they're still behind Seattle, but Texas had had their first rough streak that in the standings it looked better. I remember specifically, and I went to find the tweet, and I couldn't find it. I think it's on our Astros TPP uh, that our Twitter for Talking Baseball put out. And this is something I firmly believed before the start of the season, that Seattle may be the best challenger for Houston in the American League. Because a couple things I believe in in baseball. I believe in the Mariners and their come-up. You know, they kind of rebuilt. They got the good juice. They have young talent everywhere. I mean, (laughs) they're starting rotation right now. Luis Castillo, not young, but a lot of talent. George Kirby, Brian Wu, Bryce Miller, Logan Gilbert, Emerson Hancock. I'll throw them in. We talked about these guys with Foolish Baseball the other day. You know, that's not including, you know, Robbie Ray was one of this team's first big moves to get involved. They're out. Um, the bullpen, they traded away Seawald, which that, that could be really interesting come October. They're getting really good efforts from Matt Brash, Topa, Gabe Spire. Looks like they found something down there. And if we want to talk playoffs, if they can get there, they're currently a half game in above Toronto, who Foolish Bailey said on this program he was potentially worried about. Because what could that mean for that franchise? The Seattle Mariners didn't really hit all year. Their star player was being mediocre at the plate. Mediocre? Mediocre? I don't know. Reminder, he's 22. He's the king of Seattle, and he started to go nuts. He broke, was it the record for most hits in three games? 17 hits? Yeah, it might have been in, I think it was in four games, 17 hits? Four games would make more sense. Because if you do that in three games, yeah. I can get the stats up. Um, and I, I noted this on Talking Baseball today. When you look at the Mariners team page, um, they had a lot of guys that were just below league average, 92 OPS pluses, things like that. <laughs> Everyone now is right around 100 or better. Um, and Trevor highlighted Te Oscar Hernandez. Um, God, 17 for 22. 17 for 22 is what Julio did. 773 batting average, sure. Um, he looks pretty locked in. Trev talked about how he, he altered his stance a little bit, a little wider stance going on, sure. Teoscar Hernandez has started to go for them. Uh, Ty France has gotten better for them. The second half of the lineup still a little scary for me. Um, on any given day, you're looking at Cade Marlowe, Mike Ford, Jose Caballero, Josh Rojas, Dylan Moore, Sam Haggerty, Canzone. Uh, they could really use getting J.P. Crawford back. Um, and he should be. He's a seven-day IL concussion. Really nice year for J.P. Crawford. Is Jared Kelnick going to come back? Let's get that in the pipeline. Uh, if you remember, he fractured his foot uh, kicking something in the dugout. Water cooler. Yeah. Let's see if I Jared Kelnick return. Likely out until early September. Okay. 
Hey, you can get J.P. Crawford and Jared Kelnick in the lineup. That's big. I hope they don't regret trading trading Seawald. And I don't think they have to because they can also have young guys from that rotation kick to the bullpen in the playoffs if they make it. Talked about that. I do think this team has a chance, like I said before the season, they've been trying to keep up. Or I actually didn't get to this point. They've been trying to keep up with Houston and seeing what Houston's been for the past six years. They know the level of excellence it takes to be in the CS for six straight years, to win two World Series, to go to three. They go to three or four. Since when? Like in total? Great question. Since 2017. 17, 19, 21, and 22. So four? four. So four? I mean, they have been the standard of excellence in the AL West. The Mariners are now a half game back of them after sweeping them in Houston. Hello. How's your big bad wolf? Like saying wolf over wolf. The Rangers are three games ahead of Seattle, two and a half up on Houston. And the AL West, I think, is wide open. Do you know who the Seattle Mariners are about to play? Their next nine games, three versus the Chicago White Sox. Okay. Should help. In Chicago, I don't know. Yeah. Hard to ask for a sweep, but yeah. Castillo, Kirby, and Wu. Okay. Like the trio. Off day. Let's rest the fellas up. We're coming back home. Kansas City Royals for three. <sighs> Oakland Athletics for three. Jeez. This team is hot. This team feels like they weathered the storm. This team has an easy schedule coming up. This team is coming. That uh, right now they're they're 13th in runs. Uh, with the offensive numbers as a team, kind of in between the 12th to 20th range, so still not good. But reminder, for a lot of the year, they weren't achieving. They're third in bullpen reliever ERA. They're sixth in starting ERA. But as we like to mention with ERA when we can, whip is pretty important in that. It's an indicative stat. They are first in whip. They're first in walks per nine allowed, and they're first in hits per nine allowed. The Mariners really handcuff you, man. And now that they're starting to get some offense, Seattle is here. What does that mean? It means I'm excited for all the right and wrong reasons. The Yankees are dead. I'm not going to give you the we need to go 30-9 and nine speech, as Aaron Boone mentioned after the game. They need to win a game. They're out. They're out. No need to talk miracles here for a team that has given no aspirations of miracles. They are not good. 60 and 64. So, yeah, that's fine. They're with the Angels. 
The Boston Red Sox, they're currently your only AL tweener team. They're three games back of that last wildcard spot. They're starting to feel pretty good about themselves. They like their formula. Their rotation that's been banged up at different times this year is technically kind of going to be there. Right now, Sale, Bayo, Cutter, Crawford, Pavetta, and Paxton are all healthy and active. Tanner Houck is supposed to come back Tuesday. So those are kind of the guys you thought would be there for them. The only guy who's out after Houck comes back would be Corey Kluber, who's becoming a very interesting trivia question. Got me a couple times with that, Jolly Olive. Boston Red Sox like what they're doing. And... People, I'm sure, will assume I'm being rude to the Red Sox by not including them in this, but you just heard everything I said about Seattle. They've won six in a row. They've got an even easier schedule coming up. They persevered. The offense is clicking. The pitching is great. They survived. Like, you know, they they thought there was a chance they were selling-selling at the deadline. Teoscar and some other pieces. They're here. Okay. Tampa Bay is a 75-win team. That is the third best, fourth best record in baseball. They have a 97% chance to go to the playoffs. Okay. Baltimore ahead of them, 99%. Yep, you figure one of those teams probably wins the East. Even Toronto's eight and a half back. We'll get to them. People are getting left out of the dance. I stumbled into this one early. The Mariners, who I just raved about, ranted and raved about, easy schedule, I'm in. I think there's a chance regular season-wise I like them more than Houston the rest of the way, which I thought they'd be competing for the AL West. But we've had the Texas Rangers, who have joined the party all year. 72-52. and L4, some Rangers numbers that aren't as pretty as they used to be. I don't know if the Rangers are going to get reeled in. I've, I've told you how much I love their lineup and what they're doing, but it's not out of play. Um, and everything I said positive about Seattle weathering the storm, man, if you're the Texas Rangers and you look up one of these days, and you see the Mariners or Astros have caught you or gone ahead of you in the standings, that'd be a little daunting. That'd be a little daunting. Scherzer and Monty have been really good for them, and they've actually needed them as part of their rotation. Um, feels like their depth is being tested a little bit. Uh, Josh Young going out. God, that guy was, you know, an all-JM third base candidate. That's not a, that's not an easy loss. Started the All-Star game. That's not an easy loss. Um, Jacob DeGrom and Nate Evaldi. I mean, DeGrom's been out. Evaldi had been so good for them. He's been out strained forearm now for a chunk of time. When he was pitching, he was, he was the favorite for Cy Young for a little bit. 
or he's the leader, I should say. Very dangerous time for the Texas Rangers. They've got a they've got a road trip coming up. Not necessarily a murderer's row, but Diamondbacks, Twins, Mets. Okay. Team offensive stats are still there. Starting pitching ERA is still there. Those three teams are all really good, right? They're probably going to make the playoffs. Your fan graphs odds would tell you the Texas Rangers have an 83% chance to make the playoffs. That's high, but that's also low for a team that's been dominant all year. The Astros, they have them at 80%. I think that brings in some of the recent success a little bit. It has the Mariners at 59.5%. That's starting to feel low for me. Uh, I think baseball reference had it a little higher. So now there's one more team. One more team that is going to be a wrench in this whole thing. The Toronto Blue Jays. What? The popcorn movie quote. All this talent. They've been active in every free agency. As of today, and they haven't been playing bad baseball, they're a half game out of the playoffs. A lot of their numbers have them as a top 10 offense, and they just got Bo Bichette back. Blue Jays starting pitcher ERA. What do you think they got, Biebs? I would guess they're, you know, shading towards the top half, back of the top half. Number two. Wow. Number two in starting pitching ERA, number fourth in bullpen ERA. The Jays are there, man. And that's without Manoa. The Jays are there, and they just had an injury stretch. Bichette just came off the IL. Kiermaier just came off the IL. Uh, Chapman and Springer were banged up. Gossman, Barrios, Ryu, Kikuchi, Bassett. Jordan Romano just came back. They traded for Jordan Hicks. Eric Swanson was their big move before the season. He's been pitching really well. Tim Meza, John Boy Media's Tim Meza. His stats pop off the sheet. This Toronto team is really good. They are primed for success now. Like, they've been waiting for this. They play three versus Baltimore, which should be fun. Kikuchi, Grayson Rodriguez, Gossman, Flaherty, Barrios, Kramer, sign me up. Then they go Cleveland and the Nats. Without including the Boston Red Sox, who I like what they're doing right now. And if the Red Sox were in the National League, I think they'd be sneaky one of my favorite wildcard teams. The AL wildcard is going to end with one team devastated. If the Mariners don't make the playoffs at this point, they will be devastated. There was a part in this season where if they hard sold and that was what it was, it would have hurt, but back to the drawing board, let's do it again. After this streak, and I think the streak's just starting, they could be devastated. The Houston Astros, what? We just did six straight CSs and four World Series? I mean, players only meeting after the sweep? Whoa. The Texas Rangers. 
have been one of the storylines of baseball. One of the like most impressive teams we've seen in their somewhat in reach. That's before you get to Toronto Blue Jays, the popcorn, the movie, this core. They've been firmly in a playoff spot for a while. As Foolish Bailey said, I mean, if they somehow miss the playoffs this year, which one of those te- one of the teams I'm mentioning is, like not in the playoffs, never mind the three-game wild card bit, they will just not be invited to the dance. Toronto could have a very big shakeup. If I had to put my finger on it, today, August 21st, and I had to pick a team to not make the playoffs, excluding the Red Sox. Red Sox, if you make it even messier, you go, girl. Rooting for you. In my heart of hearts, huh, I believe in Seattle. I believe in Seattle. I guess it comes down to Toronto and Houston and where I'm getting caught up currently. For Toronto, if it's not now, it's never. And this team, this team has some shades of that, man. Like, it's why even talking Yanks times, we used to get frustrated with young Toronto fans. Um... Like, this team has always acted a little bit like they've done something when they haven't. And this year, in this final stretch, you know, six weeks, something like that, is going to dictate how a lot of people view Bichette, Guerrero, this whole Blue Jays core. Because if they don't get invited to dance, man, I mean, people are going to be tough on them. And they don't really have a counter-argument. Expanded playoffs? To not make the dance? Or, so if I believe in Seattle, that means I need to not believe in Toronto or Houston. Almost everything I said about Toronto would be the opposite with Houston. So as a, a guy that believes in sports and logic... I'd have to pick Houston over Toronto the rest of the way. But I think if you took out the history, I think I would lean Toronto over Houston. So I don't know. If I got really good odds on it, the secret third option of Texas has a chance to be Hmm. an all-time blow-up. I'm not saying I believe in it. They still have the best run differential, 185 in the AL. The ship would really have to fall off, and I don't think that's going to happen. But, man, I feel like I sniffed it out before the season. I feel like I sniffed it out into the season. I thought the Yankees would be more of a factor. They are not. And, man. I don't know, Beebs. Is there a. If you had to pick the team that's going to be out, is there any different logic? No, I'm kind of ultimately the same place you are and just 
what Toronto's done the last several years is is kind of be not quite enough. Which is rude, but I'm looking. I mean, looking at talking baseball comments today, saw them talking about one their own team currently, and also Teoscar comes up in there. So they were they were also talking about that in the talking baseball section, and and the comments there reminded me a lot of the way we've talked about the Yankees the last couple of years. Too much of the team being kind of the same and easy to pitch to, and it ultimately matters, and not pitching you fully believe in, even though statistically it's fine, that theirs is very good. Yeah, like, I... Man. They have... the kind, They just have that it factor that you don't want. Their lineup is not Houston's lineup of past years. We, we've kept saying, like... <laughs> you know, Kyle Tucker has been awesome, and Kyle Tucker is awesome. Bregman's stats on the year... OPS in the sevens. Like doesn't he, jump off. No, I mean he's still in a spot that he can he can have a nice year. He'd have to finish strong. Um and I think offense, defense combined, he still factors in as a, you know, yeah. a productive player. Second on the team in war. But he's a career one thirty four OPS plus. He's at one fourteen this year. Um so Bregman currently has not been Alex Bregman. Jordan missed a chunk of time. Won't put against that guy. Altuve, same. They've been contributing. The second half of the lineup, man. Like, remember, I, I feel like we used to say, like, wow, Jose Abreu bats, or not Jose Abreu, um, Yuli Gurriel bats seventh, and he's going to win a batting title. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, last year he was not that guy. But, but yes, that is the way we talked about them. I mean, Jeremy Pena offensively has had a tough year. 246, 307, a 368 slug. That's a 675 OPS. You know, like, who, you know who's out hitting them? Anthony Volpe. Anthony Volpe. I, you know, especially OPS S plus hmm. our, our stolen base stat we haven't come up with yet. The Houston Astros lineup, it used to be... <sighs> Jeremy Pena, 10 of 17. Pick your spots a little better, kid. The Houston Astros lineup, the top, top seven used to be devastating. I've given you the speech how their whole bullpen is there. <laughs> the rotation's there, but not as daunting as some years. It's not exactly Cole Verlander, although Verlander is back. Framber just got rocked. But he's still been good. But Framber has a little less fear factor to him. Yeah. Like, he deserves more, but it just isn't there. Yeah, which I don't know. Maybe that's on us. Like, I'm not trying to take Framber down because he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball. Uh, ultimately, I do not enjoy when team I'm rooting for has ever had to face Framber. Yeah. So, JP the, France. The grain of saltest grain of salt. JP France doesn't. Doesn't really make it move. Hunter Brown, I feel like he came in hot. It's been a little quieter. Javier has has had a bit of a weird year. But yeah, I mean, some of these Houston Astro teams, we used to jump around, line up to bullpen to starters and be like, wow, class, class, class. That being said, 
They're seventh in runs scored, although a lot of their offensive categories are around 10th. Eighth in ERA for starting pitchers, but 16 in whip. It's not great. Sixth in bullpen ERA, 11th in whip. First in Ks per nine. I still really like their bullpen. It's a lot of guys who have been there, done that. But yeah, man, I'm not... I believe in franchises, I believe in teams, I believe in organizations, I believe in management, I believe in all of that. And Houston is going to have the advantage there. They have seven games versus Boston in their next ten. Boston's playing their most competitive ball right now. Boston playing their most competitive ball, and if they want to get any invites to the party, this is one of the teams ahead. Like Boston, They have to take care of this. They have to at least win four. Of those seven games, yeah. right? To feel like good, like anything else, to have done their job is a failure. Um, yeah, Houston, you know, doing the the classic five hundred every month, two months of good, still waiting on their second good month. The rest is right there, but it's right there. It's in right front in front of, of them. Um, For them, it is right in front of them. It is. It is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's 80% for Houston, 83% for Texas. That means one out of five times, essentially. However, the rest of this season unfolds. One of those teams wouldn't be in the playoffs. Houston's 1-7 in extra inning games. That doesn't feel like Houston. I uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for it because that's kind of going to be franchise-altering. And think about the teams we just talked about. If Houston, Toronto, or Seattle make the dance, they're going to be three of the sexiest World Series picks. Houston, the argument writes itself. Seattle, like I said in that TPP that I'll probably have to dig up now, I think they could have been coming into the season. I thought they were the number one challenger to the Astros. And then the Blue Jays is very much a case of if not now, when? And they've got the dogs like Gossman's sick. The top of that lineup is still horrifying. They've eat- I always thought their Achilles heel was their bullpen, and their bullpen is bona fide now. That you have three teams, and I believe in energy, I believe in momentum. If those three teams make it to the playoffs... Like, they are penning themselves in as this year's Phillies. Little Mike Cackle. Whoa. Um, I'm excited to watch, and I think it's going to be weird, but I think I'm going to have to stop watching as much Yanks and check in on some of these other teams. Like Baltimore-Toronto? Feels like that's good, intense baseball. Like, Toronto can, in theory, get back into the AL East race. Baltimore can bury them. That's exciting. And I just, (laughs) I'm not getting that from where I normally get that. Um, National League, I won't won't give you a full sweep. We got lost, a little lost in the AL today. Uh, I'm big on the Brewers. If, if you're listened or going to listen to Talking Baseball, I'm big on the Brewers for a lot of 
<laughs> a lot of the same reasons I like the Mariners. Feel like they figured it out and weathered their storm. Feels like they weathered the storm and now they're on the up and up. They had a couple deadline ads. They have a couple young guys back. Willie Adamas hasn't gone yet. He had a couple big games. Rowdy Telez is back. Like it's, it, it really seems like it's right in front of them to, for lack of a better term. Um, and I'm out on the Reds, and you have to wonder if the Cubs are peaking or if they're still continuing to go. I don't know. I don't know on that. Dodgers are gross. I saved the Diamondback season. Padres, no nail in the coffin yet. The Yankees got their nail in the coffin. That was Trev's question on baseball today. You know what ESPN has is the Yankees' playoff percent chance? Uh, I happen to be looking at it right now. Starts with a zero. Hmm. 0.5. And this is the bizarre thing, and I'm going to have to let it go at some point because this team does not win baseball games. It has the Padres at 11.8%. For comparison, the Red Sox, who I'm trying to be as neutral as possible to, it has the Red Sox as 16.5%. It's basically the same odds. It's just different mountains to climb, Pop. Um, Snakes gave the Padres the business this weekend. Whoops. Whoopsies. 36% for the Snakes. <sighs> They're a game out. Marlins are 37 Yeah, I mean, hey, Foolish said he's into it. I think it's it depends what you like a little bit. If you like quantity, go check out the NL wildcard race. It's going to be nuts. There are going to be some heartbreaking losses. Heartbreaking. The rest of the way. In the AL, my God, the seeding is going to be sick. I think the bracket is going to be sick. I think all those teams, every AL team is going to be a World Series contender. Any of them could do it. In the National League. There's some teams I'm just, I can tell you right now, I'm not going to hear people pick, but... Might not see a lot of San Francisco Giants picks, although they're calling up Kyle Harrison. Well, I think we talked about preseason a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, Cubs have a little bit of magic, but World Series? Giants only half game up on that spot. That hadn't clicked in my head. How about this? The Braves are a wagon. They're going to be a, one of the biggest favorites going into a postseason ever. The Dodgers are going to be popular. The Phillies, because of what they did last year, people will be in on that again. They got the stars. I wonder if Milwaukee can honestly join the party. Basically, what they would need to do to believe in that, Corbin Burns has to be Corbin Burns, which, for the most part, he has been. Freddie Peralta has been one of the best pitchers in baseball recently. So I've got Burns Peralta. Woodruff just made his third start off the IL. I think they've been good. They're going to need him to show that he's Brandon Woodruff. Um, Because then you have three. Because after that, it's Hauser and Wade Miley, which I don't want to be rude to either of them. But, man, they've got Devin Williams at that back end of the bullpen. Pyamps 
has been great for them. They traded for Chafin. Abner Uribe is that freaky rookie that you don't want to see come out in a playoff game. I think he's throwing 102 sinker balls that are just flying everywhere. And they've got some... They've got fun in the lineup. They need to get enough out of it. They play great defense. I want to see in the NL if Milwaukee can join the next class because I don't think the other teams can. The Cubs could work an argument, but they'd have to really burn to the finish line. And Stroman would have to bounce back. I don't know. I think the Brewers can actually join the party. They they did end up even with... The Cardinals falling out all year. They ended up getting getting pushed in the regular season. See if that factors in for them. Their record is better than the Phillies' record, which should be a no-duh yeah. thing, but also stuck out to me. They uh, Let's see what their offense shows us the rest of the way because I think they'll have the pitching. They, they have the chance to be a much better offensive team than what they're – numbers still, indicate still 26 in OPS. So they've they've yeah. got to be good offensively the rest of the way. Otherwise, I'm I'm not They need their guys to get hot and be their best. Self relics. Hey, heavy AL dive cuz it's on my mind and I think I've been bringing this to the table and it's starting to come to fruition. I guess let me know who you think's not going to be at the dance. Thank you guys for enjoying another foolish episode last episode. Appreciate you. Check it out if you didn't. And we'll be back Wednesday. Thank you, guys.